All right, everybody, what's going on? It's Casey back with another episode of the VIP Horror Podcast. Uh, I've had a pretty busy week. I actually got to go see Static X, their 20th anniversary of Wisconsin Death Trip. Pretty crazy when you think about that. It's been 20 years since Wisconsin Death Trip. Uh, got to go see them Wednesday night. Uh, so I've been pretty busy all this week with work because, you know, I do actually work a normal 8 to 5 job. So, you know, to do these episodes, I've pretty much got to find my spare time to do them. Well, during the spare time, I had the chance to go see <clears throat> Annabelle Comes Home. And this makes, if I'm correct, this makes the seventh uh, movie in the Conjuring franchise. Because you got Conjuring 1, you got Conjuring 2, you got Annabelle, Annabelle Creations, The Nun... La Llorona, which is actually connected to the Conjuring universe, if nobody ever knew that. And then Annabelle Comes Home. So this does make the seventh movie in the franchise. Which is pretty crazy to think about that when you think in the past, you know, six years that Conjuring came into existence. Which was 2013 with the very first one. It's crazy to think that we have spawned seven movies in six years of time. I mean, that's almost like... Friday the 13th worthy, almost like uh, Nightmare on Elm Street worthy. You know, when you go back to the 80s and, you know, they were pumping Nightmare on Elm Street movies and um, Friday the 13th movies out almost every year. That's kind of what The Conjuring has been doing, the whole Conjuring universe. They've been pumping out movies pretty much every year, some two times in a year. I mean, obviously, we got La Llorona and Annabelle Comes Home. But enough about the back play on... The Conjuring Universe. I wanted to get into my review on Annabelle Comes Home. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and tell you these are spoilers. So if you've not seen the movie yet, I definitely recommend you seeing it before you listen to this episode. And then after you see the movie, listen to the episode. Give me your feedback. Tell me what you think. I love it whenever people connect with me and tell me, hey, I really enjoyed your episode. I really enjoyed your discussion. I really enjoyed your review. Just anything that you want to give me feedback on, let me know because I'm all about it. You know, anything that, you know, we can have a discussion about, I'm all about it. Okay. So getting into the review of the movie, <clears throat> this was the seventh movie in the franchise, as I said. Uh, third one as far as the Annabelle movies. Um, this one was pretty good. It was really intense, and some of the it, it just wasn't really based about Annabelle. I mean, the whole main title of the movie was Annabelle, but it kind of lets you know that there are certain spin-off movies and certain other horror icons. As far as the Conjuring universe goes, that they can basically make movies about. Uh, there's too many to name. There's the Hellhound, uh, the Soul Keeper, I think was his name, where something about you put coins on his eyes. I don't know. I'm not sure if I remember that name correctly. But there's quite a few other horror franchises with the Samurai. Uh, or spinoffs that they could do with the Samurai. I thought that was pretty cool how they done that with the Samurai, but they didn't really elaborate too much on the Samurai as they did the other spirits, I guess you want to call them, evil spirits. So they didn't really elaborate too much on the Samurai, but there's definitely potential for other spinoffs in the Conjuring movie. The one that really captured 
my eye. Now, of course, I'm a huge werewolf nut. You know, I love the werewolf movies. I wish they would make more werewolf movies. I wish they would, you know, there's really not no werewolf movies going on today. I can't name the last werewolf movie, like, serious werewolf movie. Like, no comedy, no love romance bullshit. I can't think the last time that we actually had a very serious horror werewolf movie. So, the fact that they had the Hellhound in Annabelle comes on uh, also puts up that excitement for me as far as that goes, that there may be an actual spin-off to that, and it will be taken very seriously. Now, it was just in spirit form, it wasn't in physical form, but it had a very uh, dominant physical force with the werewolf being there. So, <clears throat> that will be cool if they do a spin-off movie with that and see where that goes. Um, also, uh, the other one that really captured my eye was the Bride. I don't, I don't remember if they said the name in it. I'm trying to think. <coughs> like I said, I'm sorry, people. It's been a busy week. But I'm trying to think if they actually said the Bride's name in the movie, which I don't think they did. If they did, you can correct me on that. But I thought the whole Bride, I thought, man, honestly, she was fucking freaky like i'm talking about freakier than the nun i mean that one was really like when i seen her at the end of the hall and how she moves and how she walks and how she started chasing uh, ed and lorraine's daughter uh, dude it was crazy it was crazy to think about that and you know i know in the previews that they showed ed and lorraine a lot in the movie if you're going to expect to see them like you do in the Conjuring movies, uh, not so much. It's kind of more or less a cameo as far as they go. They're in the beginning of the movie, and then they're at the end of the movie. Uh, there's not so much play of them being in this movie. It felt more as a cameo role. Uh, so they didn't have too much of a big role in this movie as the Conjuring movies, which if you've noticed as far as the Conjuring franchises go... And the spinoffs. <clears throat> Ed and Lorraine Warren. You know the Conjuring. Just the standalone Conjuring. Which is Conjuring 1 and 2. Uh, they have more. You know of a role in those movies. And as far as the spinoff goes. You'll just kind of see them make. Little cameos in them. And just like you know be in there for a short period. Or you know quick 5 or 10 minutes. That's kind of how they was with the. <clears throat> Annabelle Come Home movie. Uh, they, like I said, they were in there in the very beginning, and then they show up at the very end, and that was pretty much it as far as that goes. Uh, as far as the movie, I mean, like I said, it was very intense. There was a lot of intense moments in this movie. <coughs> Out of all the Conjuring movies, I felt like these had the most intense scenes. I felt like this one had a... More of a grip your seat type of feel, hard to predict the scares type of feel. Uh, this one, like I said, was very intense as far as the scare scenes go, and they actually delivered. It was more of jump scares, of course, but uh, the bride, the bride really sticks out in my mind. I don't know if it's just because I don't want to ever get married, but <laughs> the bride was really fucking freaky in that movie. Uh, so yes, that was a really good, uh, unique twist and a, a good spinoff that that movie will be alone. Uh, I was a little bit surprised with some of the comedy 
in this movie. I don't know what it is with this new age horror and why all these movies that are coming to theaters, why they think they've got to put comedy elements in it. I don't know if they're just reaching out to a different generation than mine, like a younger generation than me. I don't know, but me personally, when I go see scary movies, I don't expect comedy. <coughs> Sorry, I'm going to get choked up. <coughs> I expect intense horror. And which, on that part, The Conjuring delivered that. Or Annabelle Comes Home delivered that part. They done extremely well on the intense moments and the, you know, gripping your seat scares. But as far as a serious tone type movies, you know, when you see The Conjuring 1, you can feel the depression off that. Conjuring 2, you can feel the depression and the dread. Even in The Nun, you can feel it. Even in Annabelle, the very first one, and Annabelle Creation, you can just feel the sense of dread. Like, you can literally feel it leaking out of the movies. I didn't feel that in Annabelle Comes Home. Because the reason why I didn't feel that, they had certain elements of comedy in it. And that goes from the babysitter, I, I forgot her name, the babysitter <clears throat> having a crush on the boy that works at the grocery store that lives right across the street from the Warrens. Somebody said that they need to woo her and need to impress her with rock and roll. So he does the classic cheesy line where he's got an acoustic guitar and he's out there playing and singing outside of her window. This is kind of where the hellhound comes into play, which is really cool. But at the same time, it was really corny to put that in this movie. I don't understand why they feel they have to fucking put comedy in it. Even like at the very beginning of the movie with Annabelle Comes Home, uh, they're in the grocery store picking out stuff to bake a cake uh, for ba babysitting Ed and Lorraine Warren's daughter that night because it's her birthday. And the, the, the boy that has a crush on the babysitter, he works for the grocery store, I guess his dad's manager at or owns or whatever. They didn't really elaborate on that. But they basically, he said there's a cleanup on aisle four, whatever. It looks like a murder scene. So, anyways, he's going to go back there and clean up after the girl left and all this and that. Her friend said, oh, by the way, she likes you, whatnot. Then the woman that, I guess, spilt the spaghetti sauce, marinara, whatever, she shows up, has marinara and all that all over, looks like she's completely bloodied. And she said, there is an accident on aisle four. Like, and of course the audience laughed. I didn't see the point in that. I didn't see why they had to put that in the movie. Like, they're putting like little elements of comedy in the movie. And I think it's fucking stupid. You don't put comedy in a horror movie. Now, I mean, if I'm going to go see Club Dread, or, you know, Marlon Wayne's A Haunted House, or any of the scary movies... You expect comedy out of a horror movie, but as far as, like, the Conjuring universe goes, you don't expect comedy in this. I want intense horror. And as I said, they delivered that part, but it was hard to take some parts pretty serious because I'm having to reel it back in from the laughter, which I didn't really laugh at none of the lines in it, but I see what they're trying to do, and they're trying to add certain elements of comedy into a horror movie. And to me, when you do that, you take the feeling away of a horror movie. You take the serious tone out of a horror movie. You know, something like that does not need to be made comedy. I don't know why they're 
putting it in the Conjuring movies. Because Conjuring movies, or any movies like that, has never been known for that shit. And they slowly done it. I feel like uh, they slowly done it in The Nun. I'll have to watch that movie again. But with the, the, the guy that's helping out with the girl at the church, or chapel, whatever, Pepe, whatever the hell you call his name. They put like a little comedy elements in it, but it wasn't that bad. <clears throat> and then in La Llorona, they put more of it. And it was in one of the final acts. If you listen to my episode on that, review on that. I'm pretty sure I covered that part where, you know, I'm not going to get into La Llorona, but they put a comedy, certain element of comedy in that. And I felt that it killed the intense moment. Now, I will say the one cool thing is about the Conjuring movies or any movies connected to the Conjuring universe is they always have a happy ending with the horror movies. They never, you know, leave you hanging. They always, except for the nun, they always leave you with a happy ending. Same element came in, Annabelle Comes Home. But, when it, you know, as far as the Annabelle movies go, uh, you know, thinking about it, I didn't really see a point for this one. It didn't really add nothing to the Annabelle storyline. It didn't really add much to the Annabelle franchise. It's kind of that, you know, just movie that was just made, I guess, to cash in on the box office. I just didn't feel like it really added nothing to the story. The only thing that I will say that it kind of added is the fact that Ed and Lorraine's, uh, Warren's daughter, she sort of has the same powers that Lorraine has as far as she can see spirits and future and the future and stuff like that. She's kind of a socket. <clears throat> so I thought that part was pretty cool in the movie as far as that goes. That's really about the only thing that really added to the story as far as the Annabelle movies goes or as far as the Conjuring franchise go. I mean, they they also added the fact that there could be major spin-offs with this which will be pretty cool as i was saying earlier but as far as the uh conjuring universe goes this ain't one of the best movies in my opinion and as far as the annabelle movies go it was better than the first i will say Annabelle Comes Home was better than the first, but if I had to pick between all three Annabelle movies, it'd be Annabelle Creation, hands down. I mean, Annabelle Creation, to me, was the best one <clears throat> in the franchise. And when you think about it, it's the second movie in the Annabelle franchise, but it's actually the first. It's actually a prequel to the very first Annabelle. So as far as the movies go, I'd stick with Annabelle Creation as far as being my favorite. Now, given my review on Annabelle Creation or Annabelle Comes Home, uh, you know I told you it was it was had some very intense moments, uh, but I just did not like the comedy aspect of it. It kind of got off to a slow start as far as this one goes. That's another thing that I needed to bring up. It kind of got off to a slow start. Kind of took a minute for the intense moments to kick in, if you will, <clears throat> but. If I have to rate this, 1 out of 10, some people might think I'm crazy, some people might agree, I don't really give a fuck either way, but this is just my opinion, I'd have to give Annabelle Comes Home a 6.5. It's worth seeing if you're a fan of the Conjuring universe, and you're a fan of the Annabelle movies, you're a fan of that whole 
you know, genre, you're a fan of the whole Conjuring franchise, it's worth seeing as far as that goes. But I am a little disappointed in it. And I am a little disappointed in a sequel for, as far as a sequel goes for the Annabelle's trilogy. I don't know if they'll make a fourth one. I kind of feel like after this one, I kind of feel like the Annabelle doll is pretty much going to be laid to rest. Uh, I don't know how they're going to bring her back. I don't know how they will continue on with this movie. I kind of feel like it's kind of the end as far as the Annabelle go movies goes. I'm sure she'll make some type of cameo <clears throat> in future Conjuring spinoff movies. But as far as a standalone Annabelle movie, I feel like this is kind of the end. I could be wrong, though. But that's just the vibe I get with this movie and the way that the story goes. I just kind of, I just kind of feel that vibe with that. But... As I was saying, I give it a 6.5. It's worth seeing, but don't think you're going to get blown away by it. Some people might leave the theater feeling good, feeling happy. Some people might leave the theater feeling disappointed. I was a little disappointed at meh. You know what I mean? The reason why I gave it a 6.5 is because some of the intense moments that it had. Because it had some very intense moments. But if it wouldn't have been for that, I probably wouldn't have gave it that high of a rating. The comedy aspect of the movie really drained and killed the movie as far as like that goes. But the intensity kept it a mediocre score. But if I had to compare, <clears throat> since we have two doll movies back to back, and I reviewed Child's Play remake last week, and I said that I would stick with the original as far as that goes, but I wasn't disappointed in Child's Play. I still thought it was a good movie. <clears throat> so since you have two murderous dolls, two killer dolls, two possessed dolls, whatever you want to call them, that come a week apart from each other. If I had to pick between the Child's Play remake and Annabelle Comes Home, as far as the intense moments and the scary moments, I'd have to go with Annabelle Comes Home. But as far as more of an enjoyable movie, I'd pick Child's Play. But if you're trying to decide between the two, go with Child's Play. You'll leave Child's Play a whole lot more happier. You'll leave Child's Play feeling like you saw a, a better movie, which still has some stupid comedy elements in it, just like Annabelle does. But Child's Play has more comedy elements in it than what Annabelle Comes Home does. But... I'd still pick Child's Play over Annabelle Comes Home. So anyways, that's going to close this episode of the VIP Horror Podcast. Uh, for future episodes, I'm going to be, uh, as far as horror movies go, I'm going to be releasing my review on Crawl, which comes out, which looks like a very unique horror movie that's produced by the producers of Evil Dead Remake and Don't Breathe, which are really great movies. So... I have high expectations for Crawl Goes. So I will be releasing a review on that. And that will probably come out uh, in two weeks. So I don't know if I'm going to be releasing an episode next week. Um, might look for a topic to cover. Might do an episode of uh, Rock Dad Fuck No. Uh, I'm going to be doing some weekly episodes of that. Covering certain bands and certain genres of elements. But anyways, that's going to leave this episode on the Annabelle Comes Home review. So I will catch you guys next time. Keep rocking. Keep promoting that horror.